God, it's Friday. You're listening to TGIF, the horror movie podcast that brings you all the casual conversations about your favourite or not-so-favourite horror movies with your host, me, Kat. This week, I am joined by founder of The Dark Side, Selena. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? Glad to be here. I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) It's your Friday night, so that's pretty cool. (laughs) Yes. Do you get a weekend? Yes, I took a day off on Tuesday because we don't go to work on Monday. So I just slipped that right on in, had a four day weekend. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love doing that. Like when you have a long weekend and then you just add an extra day on one side. You just send out an email like, oh, I'm not going to be here on Tuesday. See <laughs> folks on Wednesday. <laughs> I'm not coming in. I'm never yeah. coming back. <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit about what you do over at the dark side. Okay, so um, I run a website, um, welcometothedarkside.net, and I do movie reviews for horror and thriller and also TV series. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel. Uh, I just got started this year, like around June, July, and I do horror and thriller, same content with the TV series, and I do um, analogy archives where I go back um, older movies and I just analyze them and just talk about behind the scenes or things that um, I may not notice when I first watched the film and just um, analyze it from the beginning to end. Nice. That sounds like lots of fun. <laughs> I, it's not very uh, often that I look at older movies. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, I, I prefer older movies, not going to mm-hmm. lie. I um I watched the Pet Cemetery remake. Mm-hmm. Ah, not a fan. <laughs> I loved the original. The original terrifies me. Yes. The, f- the first one, it was just like... Oh my goodness. And then the second one is pretty good too. Oh, okay. but, when they, but when they did the remake, it was just like, why? <laughs> why, why, why would you touch that? Like, come just on. Just leave now. alone. Yeah. And I think they're going to do another one. I think it's a sequel to the new one, I believe. I th- they're doing a prequel, I think, like, that talks about Judd and, and like, how he knows about it. <laughs> At least that's original. Yeah. I was just like, oh my goodness. Well, yeah, the yeah. was not it for me. <laughs> no, it didn't. Uh, it was not for me either. I don't know why they started talking about the Wendigo and stuff. And I was like, he, like they introduce it and then don't develop it. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you could have just left that alone and like left that out altogether. Yeah, I watched it once and didn't watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I probably won't watch it again. <laughs> but Mary Lambert's, I will watch, like, yeah. like I can watch that over and over again. That yeah. movie terrified me. Yeah. Especially when Gage becomes, like, his little zombie self. Mm-hmm. He, kids are terrifying as zombies. Yes, and he had that little costume on, and I was just <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> And his eyes, like that's yeah. enough for me. And he's so small, and so he had to do a knife. <laughs> <Just like. laughs> and the knife's so big compared to him, and you're like, "That's weird." <laughs> oh, but yeah, the 1989 is way, way better. Mm-hmm. They could have just not. And like, I love Stephen King adaptations, and you know, uh, Mike Flanagan's work when he's doing Stephen King is great. But this was was oh, and and um, it and it chapter two were great too. 
Yeah. But yeah, this was. Uh, mm. yeah. Could have just left that in 1989 for us, please. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Could have just left that alone. I was just like, why would she just mess with it? Why would you touch it? Like, for what? Like... <laughs> and what are you getting out of this? <laughs> yes. Oh, just... and the fact that Judd didn't have his main accent, I was like, mm, I don't like this because I liked. Judd in, I can't remember who the actor is in the 89 version. I liked him because he had this really cool main accent mm-hmm. and it felt like Stephen King. Yeah. But this, yeah, this didn't. And I was, I was a bit, I was, a bit is an understatement. Uh, I was very <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> uh, but we're not going to be talking about Stephen King. We're going to be talking about Demon Knight. So yeah, you chose Demon Knight 1995. Why, what chose, what, what made you choose this film? <laughs> it happens to me all the time. <laughs> oh, it's just rubber lips. <laughs> uh, the reason why I chose this film because I'm a huge fan of Tales of the Crypt, the TV series. And when I first found out they was doing the movie and I first watched it and the favorite, my favorite person was Jerling. I was just like, man, this is my favorite movie because, you know, she was the final girl. She was the black final girl in the movie in the 90s. And it's just like she basically survived, but she just saved the whole entire world. And so they made her character to be sassy, but also have that common sense type of knowledge in that film. And so that's what made me want to choose this film because I love Tales from the Crypt. I love um, Jada Pinkett Smith, and I also enjoy uh, Billy Zane. Um, yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty funny. He is like <laughs> hilarious. And <laughs> I personally loved Irene in this film because she's yeah. just like take no shit from anybody, and like yes. some of her lines are so good. <laughs> yes, especially when the collector, you know gave her you know that arm and she just looked like you know her ass back now upstairs like i'm not falling for that yeah but the, the cast is great um yeah. i i i think the only films i've really seen jada pinkett smith in are horror films yeah which is crazy but awesome at the same time like i loved her you know um her in Scream and and that whole opening scene for it's, it's Scream too, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like that's gr- oh, it's just so cool. I can't remember who her co-star is in that. Um, it was where um, I can't remember the his tip name. of my tongue. Um, yeah, I'm like oh, I can't. Re- I can see his face, and I'm just yes. like, damn it! I can see his face too. Oh my god! Is it? Is it Mike? No, 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 no. And I can even see the cover of the movie too. Yeah. Uh, oh God. We'll come back to that. Look, yeah. if it comes back, I'll, I'll be, I'll just, in, I'll interrupt. We'll, we'll get it out there. Yeah. <laughs> Omar Epps. That's it. Yes. <laughs> I knew one of us would go. I was like, I can't. Omar Epps. Yeah. I went to say something totally different. I was like, but then I imagined that person. I was like, nope, that's that's not him. Because he went on to go in, um, what television show was he in after Scream? Was it Grey's Anatomy? 
No, it was ER. ER, that's right. I knew it was a medical show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had to think about it. I was like, wait, ER. Grace Anatomy was way after 1995. <laughs> I was like, oh, he, he'd be really old in that. No, ER, that's right. I remember watching ER so much as a kid. I loved that show. He was great in that. Yeah, he was. Oh, the US bringing out all those. Oh, I love, I love medical procedural shows. Yeah, me too. I um I like Grey's Anatomy. I think it's, yeah. it's pretty good, but I have like a love and hate relationship with that show because <laughs> I will stop at a certain season because they just keep killing folks. You know, everybody <laughs> just dies, and it's like my favorite people just dies back. You're to like back. I can't watch this yeah, and anymore. Saying, you know what? I'm just gonna take a pause, and I just come back, and I just start all over again because it's on netflix so i just start mm. all over again and rewatch it and i said okay i'm gonna make it through this this season <laughs> that i stopped it on. at the same spot you're like yeah no <laughs> why do i keep coming back to this that's like yeah. me with, um with criminal minds yeah yeah I like watching criminal minds yeah because there's like a oh, i think it's like um people just start dying at like season nine and i'm like no i can't watch this anymore yeah I can't deal with the, what is wrong with you people killing everybody off. And, oh, and you just think like criminal minds, you expect people to die. But then when you're yeah. watching like house and yeah. ER and Grey's anatomy and there's all like the, the lead characters dying and you're just like, oh, uh, this oh, is meant you, to be the happy place for yes, me. Are you me? <laughs> Saving lives. People are meant to be dying in this. Yeah. You're doctors. <laughs> Um, so a little bit about the film, Tales from the Crypt Presents Demon Knight is a 1995 American horror comedy directed by Ernest Dickerson, starring Billy Zane, William Sadler, and Jada Pinkett. Well, she was Jada Pinkett at the time. She mm -hmm. wasn't Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, also starring, uh, uh Brenda Bakey, I think, CCH Pounder, who you know from Suicide Squad, Dick Miller, and Thomas Hayden Church, who, um... I don't, I don't remember Thomas Hayden Church from anything, but mm -hmm. maybe that's just me. I remember Dick Miller from heaps of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so the plot follows ex-soldier Fred, uh, Fred that, I didn't even write that, Frank Breaker, who is a guardian of an ancient key that can unlock tremendous evil. The sinister but charming collector, played by Billy Zane, is a demon who wants the key so he can initiate the apocalypse. On the run from wicked mercenaries for almost 90 years, Breaker finally stops in at a boarding house in New Mexico where, with the help of its residents, he plans to face off against the collector and his band of ghouls, present preventing them from ever seizing the key. Pretty good premise. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy like that concept and the demons in this are so freaking cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and, and it reminds me of the movie, um, Pumpkinhead, the demon. Yes! They look just alike. They look similar. And I always wonder, like, is that the same makeup artist Ooh. that did the same thing? <laughs> I Maybe, always wonder yeah. about that. <laughs> Because when actually, yeah, because I was watching it yesterday and I was like, this looks like, this looks familiar. Yeah. Why? And now when you say Pumpkinhead, I was like, oh, of course. <laughs> I love Pumpkinhead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the film starts um, with these big, huge gothic gates and a huge gothic house as the camera moves up quickly towards the boarded up mansion. We see on a film set, the Crypt Keeper is attempting to direct uh, a 
an installment of the television show and he basically is hating the lead actor at this point. <laughs> and I love that because he's like, oh, because the Crypt Keeper is like all in CGI or kind of like he's in um, Clay. Is it Claymation that they use for him? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I loved like Claymation stuff in the in the early 90s. Um, and because it's you don't know that it's not the film at this point. Mm-hmm. and there's a woman laying on the bed <laughs> covered in blood talking about how she finally killed him and it was it felt so good and uh i love when she's like oh don't worry he's in the basement cooling off <laughs> and he's like in a spa bath yeah is it a, it's a spa <laughs> isn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like it's it, this movie is so uh gruesome in the uh like in the the practical effects and mm-hmm. it's just i just love it i love 90s practical effects it's it yeah it makes it's just you appreciate what they were doing at that time and what they were trying to to depict it's yeah. just really it's good yeah. fun yeah it is I, I i like it because they you know they take their time and effort you know they're trying to make something and it turns out to be so good and cgi is just like it's okay from certain movies but when you overuse it it's just like (laughs) it gets uh like not exhausting but it's like oh yeah this again yeah yeah that's why i love the 80s (laughs) (laughs) i can tell this isn't real and like i get that some things do have to be done via cgi Mm -hmm. but then when you look at the 90s and in the 80s filmmakers it's like what were they doing they weren't relying on cgi Mm -hmm. yeah and like you said they were relying on their creativity exactly and that effort that you you were saying and it's um yeah i appreciate that part of Mm. of that era of filmmaking it's really yeah it's awesome um uh, so I love when she she's in the bathtub and she's like oh you took your time and it's like this oh he's like skin's all falling off oh, and it's like ah <laughs> uh, it's so yuck but it looks so good at the same time and uh when when the Crypt Keeper interrupts the filming mm-hmm. and he's like cut and we see him just like the actor in a bald cap yeah. it's like his face <laughs> And I can't remember the actor because he he's in heaps of stuff. Yes. Uh, oh my god. Because I'm pretty sure he was in Scrubs. I think so. I think so. Everyone just went on to be in in medical stuff after '90s horror. <laughs> yeah, that's what it seems like. It's like everybody is just like, "Hey, I'm just gonna be on a medical TV series. That's where the money is." <laughs> I think they were onto something. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame them, you know. <laughs> I mean, like some of the medical stuff is pretty gory too, so yeah. like they found their place, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh so when the crypt keeper he um he becomes aware that we are watching and mm-hmm. you know, he's talking about his latest project and this film and he's hoping that he'll go to Hollywood. It's the story of Demon Knight, but I love that he says Fasten your drool cups and ready your vomit bags. We're going to the movies, frights, camera, action. And I was like, oh, I, I just love the fasten your drool cups. I was like, ew. <laughs> Yuck. 
but I um so the tales uh tales from the crypt wasn't a big thing here because it wasn't on television when I was a kid so it would have only just unless it was on and I didn't know about it but I was watching like heaps of like spooky stuff then you know like um oh there was one tv show and I can't remember the name of it, it was, like horrible histories kind of but not horrible mm-hmm. histories and that was kind of like um all scary stories and then obviously goosebumps and are you afraid of the dark and mm-hmm. and whatnot so it was like those were popular then so i'm surprised that tales from the crypt wasn't mm. yeah but you guys are all lucky and got it <laughs> it's like i you know uh the the conspiracy theory that australia is not a real planet and that we're all paid actors this kind of oh. stuff go is like evidence for Oh, you haven't heard that conspiracy theory? No, I haven't <laughs> flat heard Earth, that. Flat Earthers, because we're like on the bottom of, you know, the the globe, uh-huh. they think that we don't exist and that we're all paid actors. Oh and I was like, goodness. I could get paid for this? <laughs> I could get paid? Hell yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, we, uh, unfortunately, we definitely, well, fortunately, we definitely exist. Uh, but yes, it's quite a funny conspiracy theory i was like there's 27 million of us really wow that is crazy yeah and it's like and there's like they just think that the flights here are all fake and that the airlines fake it and that no planes actually can't yeah it's a big thing oh my god (laughs) it's insane it's just like wow like i will fly you here if you want (laughs) <laughs> I'll pay the thousand dollars just to prove to you that we're real. Um, oh <laughs> on a New Mexico desert ride uh, road, what is with my speaking today? Oh my gosh! Uh, a drifter by the name of Frank Breaker, who's played by William Sadler, is in a chase with a, a pursuer by the name of the Collector, played by Billy Zane. Can I just say how young Billy Zane looks in this? Yes, insane. Yeah. I was just like, whoa, you look like you're 10. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do love Billy Zane, and, but I, I've only seen his like, like stuff more recently, not like this earlier on in, in, in his career. So it was just crazy where I was like, whoa, he kind of looks the same, but not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does look the same. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. <laughs> Um, so Breaker is trying to shoot out of his car that, and at the car that the collector is driving and he, the collector's car goes like up in flames, which I thought looked really cool. Cause he's like still just crazily driving this car. He's like, <laughs> I don't care. I'm, this could be in flames. I'm, I'm on my way. We're doing this. He's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the collector rams his car right into Frank's and they crash in a big fiery blaze, which mm. I thought was really cool as well. Because I was like, whoa, I was not expecting that. Um, so Breaker makes an escape out of the flames and heads over towards a cafe where he tries to steal a car. And <laughs> I love this kid. And he come like we we meet this kid. This kid is Danny. We meet him again later on in the film, and he's just like, uh, "Mister, what are you doing?" <laughs> and he's like, "I'm I'm just testing the lock. Uh, it's working fine." Uh, and I was like, "What? A, you could 
that's so <laughs> he was like here you see you want a shiny quarter like yeah. really <laughs> I was like, this kid's at least 12. He yeah. he wants like a $5 note. Uh, something like, like a quarter? That's an insult. <laughs> Just because it's, uh, yeah, this uh, breaker really doesn't understand kids, obviously. Uh, no. Kids are smart. They want more than 25 cents. Yes. <laughs> I was like, how old do you think he is? <laughs> I mean, like, if he was like three, the kid would be like, all right. Yeah, like, oh, shiny quarter, but yeah. <laughs> he's a little bit older now. Like. And I love that Denny's like, oh, I'm not stupid. So he calls uh-huh. out to his dad, telling him that someone is trying to steal his car. Breaker makes for a run for it and ends up hiding in an alleyway when he is approached by a dark figure who comes out from the shadows, along with like thunder and lightning. Um, and he's swigging away at a bottle of vodka. And I was like, oh, I mean, like, hanging out in alleyways sinister foreboding (laughs) and we find out that this man is uncle willie and they get chatting i can't remember exactly what they talk about but i know that breaker asks him if he knew knows of somewhere that he can stay the night yeah and um (laughs) at this time the police have arrived at the car accident and I love that they are the typical bumbling police officers because mm-hmm. they're that. I mean, like, this is funny anyway, but the cops are just even more stupid. Yeah. And <laughs> they definitely I'm, are. <laughs> I'm just laughing because they're like, they're talking about trying to search the, the wreckage for bodies. And one of the police officers says, well, it's too late to give them a ticket now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Like, what were they going to do? Give a ticket to, a like, a burnt corpse? Like, I get it. <laughs> it's just like, okay, just let me write it and it's just going to throw it in the fire. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yep. Just, just gave them a ticket. <laughs> uh, well, isn't that what women to do? <laughs> I mean, even back in the 90s, they were revenue raising. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, out from behind the blaze comes Billy Zane and the cops are like, uh, did you... Did you survive this? And his response is, airbags, gotta love them. See, that's when I had to stop right there and be like, something not right, okay? How <laughs> where you survived that crash? I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> airbags. And I like how the cops are just like, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like, all right. Like, believable. I get it. <laughs> I mean, if he'd added that he had a seatbelt on as well, that'd be more believable. Right. <laughs> But him just coming out of nowhere is just like, okay, something's not right. Are you, you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. Uh, so the collector explains that he has been chasing after a man who's incredibly dangerous. And if they have their, this man in their town, there's going to be a lot of trouble. So the cops and uh, the collector jump in the car. They head off. Uncle Willie uh, takes Breaker to a church, which has been, um, well, uh, Willie says that it's been decommissioned and that they have converted it into a boarding house. And he uh, goes in and introduces uh, Breaker to Irene, who's played by CCH Pounder. And they 
I love how she's just like, oh no, we don't do short stays here. <laughs> and he just like pulls out this like whole bit of money and she's like, yeah, you can mm-hmm. stay for two nights. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I yeah, I I love CCH Panda anyway. And mm-hmm. so like seeing her so young in this film as well, yeah. I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Because I loved her in um, both of the Suicide Squad films. And um, I know she's in a television show that I've watched and I can't remember the name of it. Um, It'll come to me. Um, (laughs) And we also meet Cordelia and uh, uh, Wally Mm -hmm. and Geraldine, who is uh, played by Jada Pinkett Smith. And uh, my brain's just having a freeze um so cordelia and wally are discussing that um wally has been blamed for male going missing mm-hmm. and he's lost his job because um the postmaster doesn't give a shit sorry you, mail's missing it's on your route like we've got to do you've got to you've got to go mm-hmm. uh cordelia calls out to jerry lynn and says are my sheets done yet and jerry lynn's like they're downstairs and I couldn't get all those stains out either. <laughs> uh, and Cordelia responds saying, damn guacamole. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh gosh, ew. <laughs> um, at this point, Break has been shown his room, but they've all come downstairs and are sitting around a table. Um, and some of them are eating, some of them aren't. And Irene comes in and she's like, get that pussy off the table. It's <laughs> <laughs> Geraldine's cat, Cleo. <laughs> it's just the way she says it. Like, she's just like, what, what is this shit? Yeah. And I don't know what Breaker was eating, but that doesn't look <laughs> appealing. It's some <laughs> green stuff and he ate ketchup and it's just, I was like, I mean, if you like, put that, you can put ketchup on anything and it, it tastes kind of okay, I guess. <laughs> In my mind, I was like, is, is that the Waterdale guacamole you she was talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice his food. Oh, now that you say it, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> and. We find out at this point that Geraldine is there on a work release program and that Irene has offered her to work and stay there um, to keep her out of prison. So uh, we don't know what Geraldine did. It's not a big part of the story. Like she says at one point that she stole something and it's left at that. So I was like, that's kind of cool. Like she's out of prison now. That's all that matters. Mm Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could have really dived into that and yeah, made it a weird part of the story. Yeah, could have had a little little story about what she did and, you know, how to end up. But, yeah. It's just, you know, it's like, no, we're not going to talk about that. Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a cook from the, um, like, the roadhouse at the start of the film, his name is Roach, and he arrives at the house because he is Cordelia's boyfriend or a client because Cordelia is a sex worker, uh, which that also isn't really that explored, which is they're just like, yeah, she's a sex worker. That's it. Done. Yeah. They really just, I can't believe it was the nineties and they just left it at that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, okay. See ya. oh, cool. Sweet. All right. <laughs> 
Um, and so the he's talking about how someone's car had been attempted to be stolen. And Irene gets a little bit suspicious and decides that she's going to call the cops because breakers shown up out of nowhere. A car's been, you know, almost stolen the same night. So it's a little bit, she's suspicious. Mm-hmm. Smart. Yeah. Um, so we see Sheriff Tupper and his deputy, Bob, <laughs> who are at the roadhouse with the collector and, um, they get the phone call and head over to the boarding house. So <laughs> I love this scene because it's just so chaotic. Yeah. A, a, a weird, like, I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so Tupper and Bob are at the boarding house and they re- well, they find out when they get there that um, Breaker is the one who had broken into the car. And at this point, Breaker grabs Geraldine and holds her hostage with a knife to her throat. But he's then, uh, he, he like kind of gives in and allows himself to be arrested by mm-hmm. the police officers. And so they go searching through the entire house, uh, boarding house and Breaker's room, looking for a antiquity that the collector says he has been searching for. Uh, and that belongs to him or a client. I can't remember which one he says. Is it... Um... I think it says it had belonged to him. I think he said it belonged to him. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Bob busts into the room with Cordelia and Roach, who uh, are in the middle of an intimate situation. (laughs) And by intimate, I mean uh, Cordelia is straddling Roach and has uh, cables which are hooked up to a car battery to his nipples. Mm. It was just doing some kinky stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just like, that is dangerous. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm, you know, I'm sure even back in the 90s, there were, you know, um, like adult stores that would let you purchase a lot safer mm-hmm. objects than a car battery. <laughs> but I like how Bob's like, all right, get out of here. Like, get out. <laughs> And it's just like, that's her room. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing in that? You get out, you weirdo. Um, so they're interrogating Breaker at, a ta- at the table. Well, the sheriff, Sheriff Tupper is. And, you know, he's like, just give us, give us this antique, antiquity, give it back to the man, so on and so forth. I, I can't remember the exact things that they're saying to one another, but um, Uncle Willie reveals the hiding place of the, of the key uh, because Breaker had actually put it under the table, out of you know, out of sight, out of mind, mm-hmm. and um, he pulls it out and hands it over to the collector, who puts it in his little suitcase doodad. Uh, but the twist is that the collector is also arrested because the car that he was driving was stolen. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't think he was expecting that to happen. He was just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> at least the cops are doing some due diligence and they're like yeah. well you stole as well so we're we're taking you both mm-hmm. <laughs> let's go <laughs> but um, i just love this because it cracked me up so as sheriff tupper goes to arrest the collector the collector punches the sheriff right through his face yeah <laughs> 
And I couldn't help but absolutely crack up because the collector is trying to like shake the sheriff off his arm. He's like, oh, get, get off me. But then his head detaches from his neck and it's like stuck on his arm. <laughs> I was like, that is gross. And I love it. And then he yells heads up as he throws the skull, like the head of the sheriff at the other police officer and makes a run for it. <laughs> and he like, uh, cause he like busts out a window and he yells out to them, humans, you're not worth the flesh you're printed on. And I love that. I want that on a shirt. Oh yeah, that would be a good one. That'd yeah. be a good t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would wear that. I should make just my own t-shirts just with my favorite quotes. <laughs> People would be like, where's that from? <laughs> that would be a good idea <laughs> yeah maybe I should do it I'm not yeah. a graphic designer by any means it's going to be in like times roman numerals <laughs> no no times times new roman font that's all that's that's as good as it's going to get <laughs> um uh, breaker uses the key to um like get the collector out of the house and the collector um standing out in the i love how i'm just gonna say i love how um like hellscape outside looks because mm-hmm. it's like just sand and it's like red lit and it's just really cool yeah i like the setting yeah they did a really um really awesome job of it yeah they did uh he uh cuts his hand open with his like dirty index finger claw which just looks disgusting he needs to see a nail technician asap (laughs) um and the blood falls onto the sand and it starts to it does this really cool like um bubbling and boiling and it's fluoro green and out of this bubbling blood uh these creatures come out (laughs) They're, yeah, they're these really grotesque demons with green eyes. And I love that as one is rising out, the collector kisses it on the forehead. I know. I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> do that. Oh, yuck. Yuck. But that's his children, so I, so I was like, I guess. <laughs> I mean, like, um, you know, all babies are beautiful to a mother. Yeah. You know, they... <laughs> That is true. Yeah, I don't know about these babies, but <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't kiss them or anything like that. <laughs> no. You know, it's like go ahead do your job now. <laughs> I'll be like, do not come near me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so they, they turn they they come out and they're they're um they're demons or ghouls. I'm I'm not sure. That's they're synonymous those those ones, but I love that they have like long hair, so mm-hmm. they're kind of like people, but not. Yeah, they're yeah. like in between. <laughs> <laughs> they might have been people once. <laughs> and the collector tells them that this property is hereby condemned, which I thought was cool because he was. Yeah, like, I love that part because I always do this when he does it on his TV. <laughs> 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 you like let me join you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy Zane is just very charismatic through yeah. this whole film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a crazy cult leader. Yeah. <laughs> like I could imagine him as a cult leader. Maybe, yeah, that'd be cool. 
I'd join that cult. You see, you're joining. <laughs> I'll, I'll come over to the dark side, Billy Zane. Don't worry. <laughs> um, I'll be right with you. <laughs> <laughs> the lights in the boarding house all go out and the demons disappear from sight. Breaker collects the guns of the police officer and defends the others uh, from the demons who have now reappeared in the property. And um, I love that when they shoot the demons, it's like, I don't like they're uh, like, uh, it's not their soul because they're demons, Um, but it kind of comes out like these green shocks of electricity. Yeah. That's cool. I think when I was um, reading about that, I think, did they use glow in the dark? I think, I would say sticks or something. They used something. I forgot. It was it was on the top of my head yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just I just forget a lot. <laughs> we have there's a club of us. Uh, you can join. <laughs> oh, thank you, so I won't be alone. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, I just love that th- these demons with their oh, the eyes look gooey. Mm-hmm. as well like oh it's it's like goop in their head it's so cool yeah. i love the demons in this they are very mm-hmm. pumpkin head-esque yes mm, i'm trying to remember who i wish i could remember who did pumpkin heads i want to say greg nicotero but i'm probably wrong <laughs> mm, i don't know i need to look that up though because I, <laughs> I, I am kind of curious though about that like is that the same person because if it is that that's neat it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. It really does. <laughs> uh, Breaker uses the blood from his key to seal doors and windows, keeping the demons out, and tells the group that they just have to wait overnight. And we do see mm-hmm. that the demons are repelled from the from the blood, which we find out what it is later. It's it's important. It is very important. Um, Geraldine, I think, is upstairs. And she is attacked through a window. Uh, the demon has her by her neck and Breaker comes in and throws a knife right into the center of the demon's head. It doesn't kill her, the demon, but it it leaves. So I think that you have to, I think the head has to be bro- broken. I don't know. There's no, they, you've just got, there, there's no way to really kill them. No. <laughs> Only thing you can hear is in the eyes, in the eyes. Yeah, ex- yeah. <laughs> Shoot him in the eyes. So he didn't get him in the eyes, so he didn't die. <laughs> I would miss so many times if I was in that scenario with them. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't even give me the gun because it's not going to happen. No. <laughs> it, I can't get a like an, a headshot in a video mm-hmm. game. Imagine trying to get him in the in the eye. I, yeah. No. We're all dying. I'm sorry, everyone. Yeah, we yeah we wouldn't even make it for an hour. <laughs> We're like, oh hell, <laughs> just like, just come on in and take us. <laughs> be like, all right, don't. I'm just going outside. I, you guys all stay in here because you're safe. I will go out and die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so Breaker continues to like put more blood around and make sure that he is sealed the boarding house properly um roach who we he's a very misogynistic individual like he's just really really horrible and he's like this typical like mm, oh he's just 
just i really don't like him as a character <laughs> me neither because he's just like i'm not gonna listen to you you don't know about nothing like hell you ain't been through this it's just like really like come on now i'm gonna do what i want to do you know and it's just like oh, here we go <laughs> i'd be like it's this- always that one person <laughs> and look i'm sure in every yeah in every movie there's one person that's one person. like i know better than you than you yeah yeah and um he tries to leave and Cordelia tries to to get him and they're both attacked at this yeah. point. And Irene is just sick of his shit and is like, Roach, for once in your life, be smart. Mm-hmm. And he's not because he goes outside and gets attacked. And it's like, yeah. what did you expect? <laughs> Listen to the women in horror movies. Yes. <laughs> they will we tell know you the truth and they will be honest. You know, they won't sugarcoat it. They will let you know. Don't bring your ass out there. Don't go out there. But it's like, what was he like? I'll go out there and the demons aren't going to do anything. uh, He says that they can't be that bad. You know, like, did you just not see what the collector did to the police officer? (laughs) It punched her in the head. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) I'd be like, like, all right, go. Yeah. Off you go. Yeah. Get out of don't, here. Don't don't even come back. Don't just stay out there. They get you, they get you. <laughs> I'm not opening the door to let you back in. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh, Wally shoots one of the demons that has grabbed Roach, and he is stunned by the demon's electroshock eyes, and it knocks which I thought was really cool, this scene, like how you see it like hit him mm-hmm. and he's like thrown back and he's knocked unconscious. But um, Cordelia, who I think is in love with Wally, I don't know, or she just really likes their friendship. Yeah, I think I think she likes his friendship. I think she feels bad for him. That's one, and then she feels kind of like, oh, he don't have no friends. You know, have no one to talk to, so I can just be his friend. I think it's just she was just being kind to him. Yeah, because yeah. there's oh, uh, with the scene that happens later, I'm just like, oh does she have feelings or maybe it's like i just yeah she appreciates him they're good friends yeah um so she like smacks him back to consciousness and is like come on let's go you can't you can't stay here (laughs) (laughs) We, we gotta go um so breaker tells them that they have to stay in the hotel for the night um that there's only two things that will protect them the blood in the key and shooting the demons in the eyes so that's how we find out how they die <laughs> um which i find is like do you have to shoot both eyes or just one that's a good question because like if i have to shoot both eyes <laughs> we're definitely dead yeah we, yeah we're not gonna make it <laughs> like, Slater and i don't rely on us still damn it so i can <laughs> <laughs> stop moving <laughs> and come closer <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can't like, see that far away. Come back. Yeah, like oh. right here. Okay. Stay still now. <laughs> this needs to be point blank, otherwise we're all dead. <laughs> it's gonna hurt me more than it hurts you. So <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 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 
I also, uh, okay, I have to tell you something, and I'm going to leave this in the podcast. There's okay. a group of kids who have just walked past my house with a boombox, and they're playing I Like Big Butts. <laughs> it's like, they're like eight-year-olds or something. <laughs> oh, I, I love that Sir Mix-a-Lot is still an option for kids, <laughs> because I'm pretty sure I listened to that song at eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, um, Roach says that the only problem he has is with Breaker and that they should just give them the damn key. And obviously now we see like the kind of character that Roach is going to be throughout this film. And it's really self-explanatory because he's easily manipulated. Because uh, he's stupid. Yeah. Like he's actually stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I like that the collector's just hanging around out front, just chilling. Just like, I'm going to wait it out because you guys are going to give me what I want. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. It's fine. I got all night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Breaker seals the rest of the house, like continues. And, oh, excuse me. We see him have a vision of Jesus on the crucifix. Mm-hmm. And um, Jesus or somebody, I can't remember if it's Jesus or Judas has shooting green eyes. I think it was Judas. Um because you don't really know, we know who Jesus is, because yeah. we see that in the in the in the vision. But we do get more of these visions throughout, which I thought was kind of interesting, but not necessary. Mm. Like I get why they did it, but I don't know if the visions were. That's the only bit that I was like, oh, I don't, I don't particularly mind if they were in the film or not. <laughs> right. Because uh, Breaker does tell the whole story as well. Yeah. Which I thought was 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 good. Yeah, it was. Um, so <laughs> the everybody's congregated in like the living room area, and um, they carry the body of the the headless body of the sheriff <laughs> out somewhere, and he's like, you know, do you got some place you want us to put him? And Irene's like, uh, out of here, <laughs> not in my living room. Yeah. <laughs> idiots like she just ain't got time for people's dumb shit comments no she 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 don't Mm -mm. no (laughs) and i love her for that like i think yeah yeah, she's probably my favorite character in in this movie yeah um so they carry him off and irene and jerry lynn are in the kitchen and they're just making a a pot of coffee and there's irene loading up a shotgun and jerry lynn's like um excuse me where did you get that And she's like, it's it's my husband's. What's wrong with that? Uh, mm-hmm. She's just so casual about it. And Jerry Lynn's like, wait, why have you got a gun? <laughs> like as if you wouldn't. If you are a a female in the middle of nowhere, you own a property. Why wouldn't you have a shotgun? I would. Yeah. What about if someone robs yourself. me? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I don't have them here, but. Because we're not allowed. Shotguns are like one of the guns that aren't allowed here. So it's on our, our banned weapons list. Oh. Shotguns, automatic weapons, semi automatic weapons, not allowed here. Hmm. Yeah. They were. They mm. were allowed. And oh, actually, no, I take that back. Um, people who own farms can have shotguns and semi automatic weapons because there's yeah. like um, animals and stuff like that. that Oh, okay. They, they might need to use those weapons for. Hmm. I mean, it's not like we have coyotes and wolves here. It'd be like, yeah, a, a pig. I was like, wait a minute. 
Oh, foxes. Foxes, um, like, kill chickens and uh, baby sheep. Yeah. It's really That's horrible. The only thing I can think of, yeah. Yeah, but I know that on a farm, you have to have a special license to own a shotgun or a semi-automatic weapon. So you are allowed to. It's just under different circumstances. I can okay. have a gun, but I can't have a shotgun because I don't okay. live in a rural area. Yeah. Anyway, so she's she just looks really badass loading up this shotgun so casually. Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's do this. Mm-hmm. Um, Cleo shows up out of nowhere and Jero Lynn's like, hell yeah, my cat is safe. And Breaker's a little bit concerned because um, the cat has shown up out of nowhere. Or he said, you let that cat in. Um, and so <laughs> he like chases her around for this <laughs> damn cat and... Cleo pisses off because she's like, I'm not dealing with your shit breaker. Like, we know what cats are like. I'm just going to go back where I came from. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see, if you don't want me here, I'm out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So Roach and Wally are having an interesting conversation and Roach is telling Wally that he's going to get the key from breaker and give it to the demons outside. And Cordelia overhears the the whole conversation and Roach says to her, I'm just talking to my friend Wally here. And Cordelia says, assholes don't have friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, he didn't like that because he got embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> he thought that she wasn't going to say nothing. Yeah, she had a comeback for him. <laughs> yeah. And she puts him in his place. But yeah. um, ugh, I just, I hate his character so much. Like, um, I find that the next scene between them is also unnecessary. Like, yeah. Because Roach and Cordelia are in her room having a conversation and he hits her and tells her that she better be afraid of him. Yeah. Because she says, I'm I'm not afraid of you. Like, whatever you reckon. And I, like, that to me was just a real shock. I was like, whoa. Like, I know you hate women, but. Because <laughs> he yeah, goes he on like a to... rant about hating women. Yeah, he was trying to put her in her place. That's the thing I didn't like. It was just like, yeah. you're mad because she told you off and she wasn't scared of you? Mm. Like, and didn't have to do that. Like, that grow was necessary. Yeah, yeah. That um, yeah, that was yeah. I didn't like that bit. I was just it, like, oh, yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that in any film. So, right. um, Breaker and Jerry Lynn are continuing to look for Cleo, who is obviously not keen on being found <laughs> because <laughs> cats don't want you if you want them. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got two cats. <laughs> oh, after this podcast, I will go out and harass my cat. So it's fine. Right, I just want to see what she's up to. Like my cat is like standing next to me, so I'm doing like this. He's putting his paws on me. I'm oh, trying no. to like call me, so I'm like this, and I'm just like, get out of here. <laughs> they always do this it never fails if i be on the phone my other cat stitch will make all the noise he will just make noise and won't stop and i'm just like are you kidding me (laughs) see my cat will go out for for the morning because she just goes Mm -hmm. through her little cat flap and she usually just goes up on our roof to Uh sunbake and so she'll come inside and she'll meow to announce that she's home and it's so loud and i'm just like okay you're home i get it I'm so afraid of my cats out now. One of them like the outdoors, but I'm just scared that he might not return. Because <laughs> he likes it so much. So, yeah, so I stay outside with him yeah. and make sure that he don't go nowhere. But the other one, Boots, like, yeah, he would dip out. 
So it's just See like, off. No, you're staying inside. You're not. Oh, so my cat there. just hangs out in the front yard and rolls around in the dirt and then comes inside covered in dirt. And I'm just, just like, ew. Like, why do you feel crunchy? Just having a good old time. <laughs> yeah, she, she really doesn't. She's either on my roof or our neighbor's roof. <laughs> and I'm just like, pickles, get inside. Come on, get off their roof. <laughs> But yeah, she just hangs out in our front yard. I've, because I I've sat out in the front yard with her, like reading mm-hmm. a book, and I've realized that she yeah I've watched where she goes, and it's mm-hmm. like is, I let you outside, and that's what you do. She yeah. like lays in our neighbor's garden, and then she'll come home. And if our front wooden like our big door is shut and not out and out, just, we just have our screen door open, she'll meow at the front door to be let in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you, we have a back entrance. <laughs> You've got a cat flap. Come around the front. And she's like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> you will open this screen door, human. And I'm like, you know what? You can stay out there. Yeah, that's how my cat is. He will he will sit there and he will whine and you let him out. He just lay there. And when it's time to go back in, he will stand at the door and he will keep whining until you let him back out. And it's just like, no, once you stay in, you're staying in. <laughs> yeah. It's really it's- funny because my cat comes in at like, five o'clock and yells at me for food so I'm like okay it's dinner time I'll feed her and Mm -hmm. one of our windows our cat who we recently lost to a car accident um had when she was a kitten had scratched a massive hole in one of our fly screens like Mm -hmm. she launched onto it and like tore the thing down and we were like oh and we don't know how to replace fly screens so I'm like oh I don't know like we've got to wait until we're allowed like people to come to our house so like my mm-hmm. uncle can come and fix it and um because it's only women in my house and I'm like I don't know what I'm doing so please don't ask me <laughs> and so like that the window will be open where that fly screen has a hole and pickles will just sit at it like she knows she's not allowed back outside once she's had dinner and I'm like you could literally escape and you're not what the this hell? <laughs> yeah, it's like she knows that she's not to go back out. Yeah. My other cat, who who we lost, she'd be out. She'd dip out straight away. She'd be like, "Ah, right, see you later." Suckers. See, my other cat is boots. He will he will dip out, and it's just yeah. like, "I'm not going to chase you." You, <laughs> yeah, you're doing this to yourself. I'll be heartbroken if you ran away from me. But <laughs> no, cats know yeah, where they're going to get fed, so they're just like they come back because they're like, "If I don't go back, I don't get." Bickies. <laughs> <laughs> so um Breaker and Jerry Lynn do find Cleo and they put some blood on her from the key and find out that she's not a demon, but they do discover where she has come from, which I thought was rather interesting. So uh behind a wall, I think there was a hole where she's been coming in and out and there's a breeze. And yeah. I'm not too sure, but I think Uncle Willie says something about how um there are entryways to the mine underneath yeah the church because they used it as like to deliver stuff and and whatnot mm. um so cordelia is up in her room crying understandably and mm. she feels the hand of someone touch her shoulder and when she looks around there's nothing there and so she goes looking for this person and we hear the voice of the collector speaking to Cordelia as she continues her search and so the collector is saying things like um I'm going to love you like you deserve and you know has anyone ever told you how beautiful you are and Mm -hmm. I was just like "Mm, good one Billy Zane put a sexy voice on (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh huh. He put his sexy voice on. He's like, yeah, you're just pretty. You're beautiful. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're saying all the things yeah, Cordelia wants to hear. And I love that she looks out the window and it's like a romantic scene because he's like under a spotlight kind of thing and he's just like looking up at her and she smiles back at him and I was like, "Mm." like, waff your tears. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Cordelia. Yeah. Um, Wally comes in to check on her and um, just to make sure she's okay. So that's, that's what we see in this little bit. Um, the others are in the basement of the hotel and they hear yelling coming from upstairs and they all run upstairs. Breaker kicks down the door to find a possessed Cordelia on top of Wally killing him. Which I was like, whoa. But the practical effects for Cordelia Cordelia as a demon is amazing. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, her... um... The way she was turned to a demon, yeah, it was very creepy because it's like the face and then the green eyes and stuff. And it was just like, oh, crap. <laughs> and her tongue? Yeah. Like, yeah. And the way she was walking, it was like a hunchback. And she was, I was like, oh. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and her eyes are oozing as well. And yeah. I was just like, oh, like anything that had a hole, there was like, liquid oozing out of it yuck uh cordelia attacks irene and rips her left arm off and then jumps out the window see ya yeah (laughs) that was it (laughs) um uh, they put irene on a couch and breaker is wrapping up her arm and geraldine demands that they leave so that they can get irene out of there before she bleeds to death which is completely rational i'd be like we she's gonna lose all her blood um because i think she's lost her arm from like just above the elbow yeah like a fair chunk of her arm is gone Mm -hmm. um willie says that they should try and leave through the mines uh at the same time roach is yelling at them about how they are sick of breaker telling them all what to do and that they should give the key to the demons give them what they want and so that they can get away from it all and Breaker tells Roach that if he tries to take the key, um, he will have to kill him. I was like, just kill him anyway. I was like, good answer. <laughs> just kill him. Don't yes. worry about it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, so this is where they uh decide to leave Breaker behind, and they're like, we're gonna we're we're out. We're gonna go mm-hmm. in the mines. And Roach is down in the basement with a sledgehammer and trying to, you know, smash a hole through the wall. Um, as he's slamming the wall, Breaker comes down and he has another vision of Jesus on the cross and someone collecting blood from his hands as they bleed nailed to the cross. That bit I find more important than the previous vision that he had. Yeah. Um, they enter into the mine's tunnels and try to make it out from under the church. As they venture through the tunnels, they are ambushed by demons that have taken over the bodies of the other people in the town. So they all have to head back to the boarding house because they realise that this probably isn't going to go the way that they want. Mm-mm. Um, When they get back, they realise that one of the children, Danny, is with them. And uh, I can't remember who's speaking to them. I think Irene or Jerry Lynn is talking to him about, you know, what has happened to everybody. Yeah, uh, Geraldine was the one that found Danny. 
Yeah. And um, obviously Breaker needs to test to make sure that Denny isn't a demon as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we don't know who's a demon and who's not at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is kind of cool. Like that he's like, oh, i got to test you. It's like COVID testing, but for demons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when they get back inside, um, they, they're all telling Breaker, tell us what is going on. Like, why are people demons? What's happening here? And he tells them the history of the key. So following the creation of Earth by God, there were demons in the darkness who used seven keys, excuse me, to focus the power of the cosmos into their hands and, like, give them ultimate power. When discovered what they were doing, God created light, light that caused them to scatter the demons and the keys across the universe. The artifact that Breaker now has is a last key that they need to reclaim power. And to protect it, God had a thief named uh, Sirach fill the artifact with the blood of Jesus at the crucifixion, which is what creates the seal that repelled the demons and prevents them from touching it. So basically every guardian of the key who is immortal while they hold it has been passing it on down, refilling it with their own blood when they die, and then passing it on to the next guardian um, known as the Demon Knight. And Breaker received his key from his officer during World War One, So he's been around for 90 years. Yeah. And one of the residents asks, what happens when you run out of blood? And he says, they bring back the darkness, so now you know you feel do you feel better? And Uncle Willie says, God, I wish I had a bottle of vodka now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'd need a drink after that as well. Yeah, <laughs> That's a lot of information to be yeah, like, it... all right. Yeah. It's a lot to sink into. Especially mm. when you hear that. And especially, I guess when they, well, he asks like what happens when, you know, the blood runs out. And it's just like automatically darkness. That's that's terrifying alone. It's just like what? <laughs> it's like, well, don't be using any more of that blood then. Yes, please save it. <laughs> please hold on to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like Uncle Willie. Yeah, can we give me a drink? Bad. <laughs> yeah, I like make it. <laughs> I need a, a vodka soda with some lime right now. Something. <laughs> Be just like Irene when she was like, that vodka was kicking in for. <laughs> uh, Roach apologizes to Breaker for everything that he has said. Uh, but they realize that Denny has gone missing and they all head off to look for him. While they all leave, Roach uh, takes the key um, from Breaker's satchel and holds onto it. We see him kind of like putting it down the side behind his back so nobody can see that he has it. Um, while Geraldine is looking for Denny, she is brought into like a hallucination from the collector. And it's a really, I really like this scene mm-hmm. because she's also not buying into his shit. She's right. kind of like, no, like it's, it sounds nice, mm-hmm. but nah, not for me. Yeah. And then he tries to scare her. 
like okay if you're not gonna listen to me this is gonna happen this is what is gonna happen or not and so it's just like she's not buying that either she's not scared of you you know yeah so he was trying to do it both ways like oh here's the good life but if you don't listen here's something ugly and so it was just like yeah she's she didn't fall for it so no she was uh very like mm, nah yeah <laughs> i'm not an idiot and that's why, really? I, like, the women in this movie are just like, I'm not buying into your shit. Yeah. It's great. The men are like, ooh, I like the sound of that. But the women yeah. are like, mm, that sounds too good to be true. Yeah. I'm not yeah, stupid. The, yeah, the men is like, just give me more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm here. laughs> All right. That sounds yeah. sick. Yeah. It's just like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at the end of their little uh, rendezvous together, the collector tells Geraldine that she will give him what he wants, and the sooner she figures that out, the better. And she returns to the group, and she kind of looks not scared, but like shocked, like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, the group disperse looking for, for Danny. Um, Irene finds Willie in the attic with a bottle of booze, and Denny, who is funnily enough reading a Tales from the Crypt comic book which i thought was a nice little easter egg mm-hmm. <laughs> um i love that irene's like get out get out of here get what the get the fuck out <laughs> leave the bottle here yeah like <laughs> the bottle <laughs> she's like i need this right now you get yeah. the hell out um and uh a police officer bob actually joins her and they find a big bag full of mail that has been hidden in the attic. Hmm. So as he's leaving, Uncle Willie experiences a vision that includes a lot of beautiful naked women telling him, oh, try my drink. No, try mine. And I, I love that as he's like walking towards the bar where the collector is working as a bartender, mm-hmm. um, there's just all these topless women saying, try my drink. And I was mm-hmm. just like, this would be a, yeah, man. Yeah, and while you just like, yes, yes, please, please. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> stop. <laughs> yeah, he was Uncle Lee was loving it. He, he did. He was loving really yeah. loving it. Um, and so the bartender hands, well, the collector hands him a drink and tells him, uh, you know, knock yourself out keeps topping his drinks up while the women are all encouraging Willie to drink more. Mm-hmm. Um, Irene and police officer Bob also discover that Wally and Cordelia had plans to rob the post office. And there's like a treasure trove of weapons hidden in a crate. Uh, there was like, I don't know. They just had like a bundle of different stuff. There was mm-hmm. grenades. And I was like, <laughs> You live in like a small town. Do you really need an arsenal of weapons to rob the post office? <laughs> he was about to bomb that up. Yeah, like, <laughs> you'd only need to walk in with like a handgun to rob the post office, really. <laughs> they probably don't even have one of those buttons to like call the cops. Like, no, it's nineteen ninety-five. You didn't. You do not need that much. Like that many weapons. <laughs> Um, Breaker and Geraldine are looking for Uncle Willie and when they are attacked by the like possessed demon version of him Willie grabs Breaker by the throat and while he lift him, lifts him up we see Geraldine with a knife begging Willie to stop because she doesn't want to have to hurt him mm-hmm. which is yeah 
you see her being like, I, I don't make me do this. Yeah. Which is really sad because, um, yeah, it's just really horrible. Like, she's lived there. She's gotten to know these people. and Yeah, because it seems probably she had, like, a close relationship to Uncle Willie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because when, uh, I guess, like, early on in the movie, when Breaker had put the knife against um, Jerling's throat and he decided to let her go, she ran straight to Uncle Willie's arms, so. Yeah. He seems like the dad figure for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody needs that in a movie. Yeah. A drunk dad. Um, <laughs> uh, so the collector attempts to corrupt Irene, and she she's not having a bar of it. And because I love that he like pops up through the manhole in the attic and tries to yeah. like offer her like a platter of food, <laughs> and something happens, and oh, I can't remember, but she uses her left arm, which has been removed, mm-hmm. and. She's like, no, that's me giving you the finger, asshole. Like, with her <laughs> hand that's missing. And I was like, I love that. <laughs> like a phantom finger. Yeah. I love it. She's just, yeah, she ain't got time for anyone's shit. No. no she I love don't. it. Mm-hmm. She's just, like, perfect amount of, like, bitter and sassy. Yeah. <laughs> or not bit jaded. <laughs> jaded for sure and i'm like i i get that energy (laughs) i get it um while battling willie roach is off making a deal with the collector to trade his life for the key but the oh whoa i just wrote a sentence that doesn't make sense um so the collector tells him that he has to like remove some of the seal and i love that he was like well how do i do that and the collector opens his mouth and like a sponge comes out I was like, oh, I love that. That's cool. <laughs> and he like breaks only, I think he only has to break like some of the seals. So he like mops up some of it with this, uh, this sponge. But I love that the collector's like spitting out bits of sponge from his mouth. Yeah. The collector tells Roach that he's free to go. And as he's leaving, Roach says, you know, this hell on earth business, big fucking deal. I've got hemorrhoids. <laughs> Uh, TMI? <laughs> yeah. Yuck. We didn't even know that. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure Hell on Earth is way worse than your hemorrhoids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as he's leaving, the collector says, hey, Roach, I lied. And the demons all attack Roach and kill him. Uh... The collector once again puts the key back into his little briefcase and starts walking through the top level of the hotel. Uh, Breaker shoots the collector in the head with a bow and arrow, causing the collector to fall to the bottom floor of the hotel. Uh, in this like like scuffle, uh, Breaker has the key back again, and the demon demons start to come for them, um, and they all head up into the attic. Irene's telling them, "Get into the attic! Get into the attic!" Mm-hmm. and she, I love that she's like, my house, my rules, get yeah. into the attic. Um, we then see Irene and Bob, who have, like, grenade vests on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is, whoa, whoa what? <laughs> uh, they hold hands, and then we see, um, like, a massive explosion that kills all of the remaining demons. Mm-hmm. Uh, not before Irene says, it's supper time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, but I thought that was so sad because I was like, oh, I want her to like. I want like Bob's fine. 
They should just let him go. <laughs> she didn't need to. <laughs> she didn't have to. Bob could have been. Bob could have done it on his own. Um, up in the attic, Breaker pours some of the blood from the key onto Gerilyn's hand. Uh, confused by why he did that, she's playing around with it and puts it like she. I think she takes some off her hand and then goes to wipe it off on the window, which causes the um, not like her finger and like the blood to all light up. Mm-hmm. Breaker explains to her that she is next in line as a as a guardian, as a demon knight. Mm-hmm. Um, whilst they're doing that, we realize that the collector has corrupted Denny through his comic book, turning him into a demon. I thought this was really cool. This scene, yeah how they transition between looking at the comic book and then the the fight scene that's happening yeah it's cool yeah and then the um the makeup on danny and that big old mouth and it was just drooling everywhere i was like (laughs) like the sharp teeth Teeth, yeah oh i was just like whoa (laughs) i it would have been so hard like if i was in this movie i don't think i'd be able to kill a possessed kid (laughs) <laughs> but Jerry Lynn does it and um he is mo- he's hurt like breaker is mortally wounded by danny and Jerry Lynn kills De- i can't remember how she kills him does she does she shoot him i can't remember um shoot danny or shoot danny yeah does she shoot I him think- I don't I think remember. so i think she kind of threw him against the the window the oh like okay. a yeah. Yeah, I couldn't remember how he died. Um, and Breaker tells Jerilyn that she's ready to take on the Collector and as he's pouring his blood into the vial. Now, Jerilyn's like, uh, no, not me. Mm-hmm. Why me? And he's like, you're exactly the right kind of person. And with the last bit of his strength, he initiates her as the next Demon Knight. He holds the key in her hand as it burns bright red and it flashes like the histories of the key to Geraldine so she knows the story of the key and what she needs to do now mm-hmm. and it goes like right from like the the visions of Jesus right through to Breaker's story and how he was initiated as a demon knight mm-hmm. um so while she, after she sees these visions of the past um the seven star tattoo is burned into her hand Breaker then dies deactivating all of the blood seals and uh, the collector comes up to the attic to confront Geraldine. I love this scene. Yeah. Like, she is so <laughs> smart. I'm like, yes. <laughs> You're so clever. Too smart. Um, so the collector is saying to Geraldine, um, I was hoping that we could avoid this, just pour the blood out, save yourself years of running. Mm-hmm. And Geraldine comes out from behind some boxes and she's covered in blood. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she goes over to the collector to take his hand. But instead, he is he is burnt and retracts away from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the collector realises is that she has covered herself in Breaker's blood, which would kill him. Or I could kill him. the smartest thing ever. <laughs> yes. She Very looks so badass when she does it. Yeah. Um, determined to kill him, the collector, uh, sorry, determined to collect, but the collector leaves. <laughs> he runs away and Geraldine is determined to kill him and goes after him. She's searching around the entire house 
when she is attacked in the bathroom by the collector who grabs her by throwing a plastic shower curtain over the the top of her as he says it's curtain time for you baby Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i was just like oh he says the cheesiest shit (laughs) because then he also is like he's pouring i think hot water over her Mm-hmm. And he's saying, I'm sure you know the connection between cleanliness and godliness. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. This is insane. Um, so Jerilyn quickly drinks the blood out of the key while the collector is mucking around with the taps and saying heaps cheesy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, she then kicks him in the face, which doesn't do anything. And he says, um, it's only the underlings that the eyes are a thing for like only yeah, it only works like on lower level yeah uh, demons yeah <laughs> so i was like ah oh, interesting uh he wraps her in the plastic shower curtain and drags her down into the bottom of the hotel and then there's this really weird vision that he brings her into like uh, i don't know is it a hallucination that they do or uh, it seems like it's a hallucination you know, the way he did the spotlight and then just dancing and stuff like that. <laughs> He's like, let me try again for the second time since I couldn't really get her to say yes to me the first time. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that it's kind of like a, not is it Footloose or Dirty Dancing? where Because she, she's in like this white two-piece and yeah. she's got like leg warmers on. <laughs> just like, oh, I like this. <laughs> But uh, Geraldine is not saying anything. Um, and I love that the collector's like trying to say, like, could you ever love me? And he's like, <laughs> he, he can't get the word love out. Because um, he wants to take her over to the other side. He says, you know, um, nobody's bought a demon knight over to the other side before. You know, maybe mm-hmm. I could be it. And he's basically saying, you can come and be my partner in crime. Mm-hmm. And she's just not saying anything. Um, and he gets so frustrated at her. And she's sitting on the ground. And I love that he clicks his finger and she just raises, like, right up in front of his face. I was like, that is cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and he says, if I can't have your soul, I'm going to take your heart. And I was like, ooh, yeah. that's mean. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Because he's been so charming through the whole thing. Yeah, and it's like his bad side was showing again. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But instead, Geraldine spits the mouthful of blood that she's been holding onto her into in her mouth onto the face of the collector, which I was like, ah, she's so smart. (laughs) Yes. Uh, As he burns, he turns into this giant winged demon, and it's kind of it reminded me of uh, the Balrog in Lord of the Rings. Uh (laughs) And I was like, maybe that's where they got the idea for the Balrog. That's cool. Um, And he just like grows bigger and bigger and then explodes. Yeah. I was like, I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) It's like he's dead. (laughs) Yeah. I really enjoyed, I I liked that because I was like, I thought there'd be like a final fight scene and you know where they kind of like drag it out and it's just like, oh. Mm-hmm. This is taking forever to get to the part where the bad guy dies. Yeah, but they didn't but do it that. Just, it's just right, straightforward to the point. Like, yeah, 
this whole movie does that. And I was like, yeah. oh, thank goodness. It's not, <laughs> it's not giving me any more than I need. Um, so Gerilyn lies on the floor waiting for daybreak. When the sun comes through the window, Gerilyn prepares for her life as the next guardian of the key. Uh, she refills the vial with the last, uh, like, with some more blood because obviously his body's there, so he can continue. She's just like, oh, just on tap, fill it up, let's go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and she grabs Cleo and they head out uh, to a bus stop. And the bus pulls up, but before letting the, bl- the, the bus continue on, uh, Jolene pulls, uh, pours some of the blood from the key onto the steps of the bus. Very, just in case. and after a while the bus pulls over and opens the door for a new passenger who says "Mm, no i'll wait for the next one this uh, we see the camera like on the back of the collector uh, because he's dressed obviously the same as what he was originally but he's like uh he's walking away whistling the tune of tales from the crypt which i thought was really cool i was like ah Look at that. Uh, we see a hand burst through the dirt and retrieve a carnation that is on the side of the road. The hand goes all the way down into the ground and to where the crypt keeper and um, his girlfriend are getting ready for a premiere, uh, which he actually calls the big screamier of his film. Mm-hmm. Uh, he informs the viewer that Jerry Lynn lived happily ever after and is enjoying traveling the world. Once he arrives at the premiere, the producers reveal their powers of final cut and snare him into a guillotine and decapitate him, much to his delight. And while his head lies in a basket, he says, now that's entertainment, (laughs) before cackling and the credits roll. (laughs) I love that. I I love this whole, because I haven't watched a lot of Tales from the Crypt. Uh, I've been meaning to do so. But this, I think this is the first one I've watched. And so, yeah, so seeing the Crypt Keeper and now knowing the purpose of the Crypt Keeper, Mm -hmm. it's really cool. Yeah, I need to watch the whole season of Tales from the Crypt. I haven't watched it in so long. I need to watch the whole thing all over again. But yeah, I I love this movie. It's it's great. It's one of my favorite movies in the 90s because I like how the director, Ernest Dickerson, he made the females smart. He didn't make them like, a bimbo or stupid or you know he made them very intelligent and had that common sense of okay this is what I need to do but it also showed that hey I'm scared too you know when it comes to the demons and stuff like that and I like how he didn't make uh Jerlene uh all of a sudden know how to shoot a gun or already know how to fight and you know stuff like that mm. so she was there, um regular female that's just just like all of us if we had got a gun for the first time and you're like what the fuck do i do with this yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i watched this movie i don't know how many times and i still love it i love the whole cast especially irene like oh my god like yeah irene's great yeah she is great and of course we already talked about roach we can't stand roach oh like, no i'm glad uh, he died. When, when he died i was like yes okay we can Good move riddance. on <laughs> yeah because i was like i knew he was going to be sneaky and lie about the apology and stuff like that no yeah. man, that's a buck no bull <laughs> take like, your line okay, off get him <laughs> yeah get his ass <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is really enjoyable i um and for the 90s to have you know, strong lead female 
characters and black characters is mm-hmm. um, something that I haven't noticed in 90s horror. Yeah. So it was really, yeah. really cool. And that's why I'd show films like this to my nieces to be like, look at look at how many different women there are. You know, there's women from all, you know, all walks of life and they're yeah. all smart and we're all, you know, we are scared sometimes and mm-hmm. we're all human. And I think that that's really important for for kids, especially kids who like horror, yeah. <laughs> to, to see that on the screen. And, and for kids, you know, of you know, different backgrounds to see themselves represented as well. Yeah. Especially you know, like, when it comes down to, you know, when things are going on, things happening or whatnot, it's just like, okay, we know what to do, you know, in a certain situation like this <laughs> when it comes down <laughs> to it. You know, especially with Jerlene, you know, she was the last survivor and she was like, okay, you know, I got to figure something out or whatever to beat him, beat the collector. And so, I, I I enjoyed it and I put it on Twitter. I think it was like a couple of months ago that it should be a sequel. And I feel like it's not too late or whatnot. No. And it was just like, it would be great to have her in the second one. And then she, you know, have someone else to be the collector or whatnot. But, but yeah, I feel like the ending of the movie, I like the ending, but I feel like it should have been like another sequel another yeah. second or third demon night movie i feel like i think a sequel done. would be cool yeah i feel like it wasn't finished yet <laughs> and and jada pinkett smith hasn't aged a day in her yeah. whole, i think she was just born looking the way that she did in 1995 and she just hasn't yeah. changed since then yeah that's why i was like it's not too late like, it's definitely not too late like, bring billy zane back yeah like it's not too late whatsoever no. <laughs> we should get a petition going <laughs> And it'd just be like only like maybe two hundred people sign it, but yes, still bring the same director back. We don't need nobody different. Bring the no. same original director, Ernest Dickinson, and just be complete. Billy Zane, Jay Pigment, and just be like a reunited type of thing, and bring the a new sequel. Yeah, I'd but, love to see yeah. Jada in a in another horror film. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, <laughs> like people, everyone losing their mind over the fact that Megan Fox is coming back for horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, Let's do that for Jada as well. Yeah, yeah, everybody. Let's bring it back. Yeah. Oh, because all for it. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I just um yeah this kind yeah this kind of film seeing female characters just like yeah being smart, being logical, being rational is is lots of fun, especially in the nineties when I'm you know Scream did something similar Mm -hmm. with uh, with Sydney, but seeing another film around the same, that came out around the same time also having those you know strong female characters is really cool it's, yeah uh, i think it was crazy how they was well the studio was going to hire cameron diaz to play jerlene and so it was just like no, no thanks <laughs> but the director you know he stuck to his guns which i like and like hey we need a black character and jada will be the perfect fit for it so I'm glad yeah. that he stuck to his guns and like, hey, yeah, me too. Because I'm not a big fan of Cameron like, Diaz. So like, like really, like y'all. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no thanks, I'll pass. I uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, mm, I don't, I don't like Cameron Diaz. So right. I'm glad no, that. Thank you. <laughs> that Jada Pinkett Smith was in instead. Yes. I was like, what is these these 
studio companies. It's just my God. Do you watch horror? Do you watch Cameron Diaz movies uh, or something? It's just like you, you must don't know about no horror. Okay, okay, then you just gonna throw anybody in there, like, like no money makers. That's what they're looking for. Yeah, a whole lot of dollar signs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh. That was the demon. Well, that was Demon Knight, nineteen ninety-five. Thank you for making me watch it. So now I need to see every other Tales from the Crypt movie. Oh, you're welcome. welcome. I've got to get my shutter working. Um, <laughs> in Australia, uh, there's something going on with like the shutter payment system here, and so mm-hmm. subscriptions aren't renewing, and they're also not accepting our payment details. So everyone who's like monthly subscription is up hasn't been able to renew their subscription this month and so i'm like i think i heard about that yeah i wish i I don't we don't know what's going on we haven't heard from anybody i've emailed them like a hundred times about it i was like i want to access my shutter account what are you doing oh wow it's really frustrating yeah i bet i should have bought an annual subscription so that this wouldn't happen because i'd still be subscribed Uh, thank you for having me thank you for being here i had a good time with you (laughs) (laughs) i had a good time with you um before we wrap up what is the last horror movie that you watched the last horror movie that i watched was evil dead oh cool i love evil dead it's one of my favorite movies (laughs) yeah me too yeah it was my first horror movie that i watched oh no way yeah when i was six years old oh my god (laughs) yeah are you okay (laughs) my mom is a horror fan and my dad is a horror fan so my mom was like hey you know watch evil dead and i was like oh sure and that's when i seen it i was like oh god and i was so scared but i was like it's my favorite though because i enjoyed but she's spending time with her and just watching horror movies in general that's so awesome do you still watch horror movies with your mom yeah, I, we still we still watch it. Like she's more of like the gore, bloody type thing, and you know I'm like that as well. But I'm kind of more of like the psychological side, you know, with the mystery and yeah. in depth storyline and stuff. But yeah, we we still watch it. That's so every, cool. Every time, yeah. <laughs> well, my grandma likes horror movies, but she likes supernatural horror, which is one mm-hmm. thing where I'm like, <laughs> that scares me, so I'll pass. Because <laughs> she'll like find something on Netflix and be like, "Will you watch this with me?" I'm like, "Hell no! <laughs> that looks terrifying. Are you are you crazy? I'm not watching that." <laughs> She's like, "But you love horror movies." I was like, "Yeah, but not that." Oh, fuck no. I try to get my sister to watch it. My well, my baby sister. She's so terrified. She yeah, my like, baby. I do not no. want to watch this. She was like, no. And my middle sister was like, don't get her to watch it because she's gonna keep calling us and saying <laughs> I'm scared and I'm, oh, can I come over and spend the night? <laughs> so I don't even bother. Yeah, my my sister is not a horror fan. Um, my sister's only like she, we're Irish twins, and mm-hmm. so like. Um, She's not. She's obviously not that much younger than me, and she her kids will be like, "Mom, can we watch this?" And they're like, "She's like, you can you can watch that at Annie Cats. We're not watching that here." <laughs> so I watched uh, I watched Coraline with them recently. Okay. Yeah, and wow. Well. <laughs> uh, uh, the eldest was the one that wanted to watch it, and then she spent the night traumatized, and the youngest was like, "Ah, oh, I guess it was okay. I'm going to bed." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." That's what I mean about like, because she she's on the autism spectrum. She's just so chill about horror. She's like, ah, oh, it's okay. 
And um, I was actually doing some work that night and I'd put the girls to bed and the youngest comes out and she's like, honey cat, Lucy is really scared. Um, do you think there's something we can do to make her more comfortable? And I was like, uh, she's not a terminally ill patient. Go to bed. <laughs> go to bed. That's what she can. Do you know what will make her feel better? Going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Tell her to close her eyes and go to bed. <laughs> it was like 11 o'clock at night. And I was like, no, we're not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the seven-year-old is not allowed to watch horror anymore, but the five-year-old is. <laughs> I'm cool with that. <laughs> uh, where can listeners find you and your content? Uh, they can find me at um, on my website, uh, welcometothedarkside.net, um, on my Instagram, uh, welcometothedarkside, uh, with an underscore, and then my Twitter is to the dark side underscore, and you can just find my YouTube page as Welcome to the Dark Side. Nice. Well, thank you once again for joining me. Appreciate it. No, I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. This was fun. (laughs) It is fun talking about horror movies. My favorite. Yes, it is my favorite. And when I tell you it's very difficult to talk to people about horror movies, they're like, why do you watch horror movies? Why do you want to be scared to death? It's not all about that, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Horror doesn't have to be scary. Yeah, it's like, like, come on. And uh, thank you, listeners. Please follow Selena and support their content everywhere you can. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. To catch the latest from me, you can follow me on Twitter at Catstead underscore and on Instagram at CatTJF. For all the latest from the podcast, follow that on Twitter at TJFpod. You've been listening to TJF. See you next Friday. I always scratch.